Okay. Okay. Okay, now kids, my one's bad, okay? Now drop some bad. Lips okay. sink ships. What did, what did, uh... <laughs> I'm trying to remember what Chelsea Peretti, what uh, Gina was saying in her vocal warm-ups. Gina, like, Gina Linetti confetti spaghetti. Oh, no, I was thinking of the Timothy Chalamet one. Oh, God, yeah, that's a funny one as well. Oh, I can't remember. Loose lips. Gina Linetti confetti spaghetti. Okay. So, a little further over here now, huh? Yeah, no, my, my next goal to add to my car is just, like, a small, like, table that I can kind of, like... In your car? Like, a small, like, folding table, but, like, a, like have an extra table to, like, roll around for recordings with as well. Oh, I thought you meant, like, an addition to your car, like, you're going to use it while yeah. you're driving. Just Doing some pit my ride stuff. Yeah. Just going to fucking... Bi- just a poker table. And then you. when you open your tailgate, a poker table folds yeah, out. poker with the bros. <laughs> fucking... I, I love pit my ride. Pit was my all, ride was the shit. It was all uh, staged and... Oh, hella state. Oh, all of course. They all had to of do us. multiple, like, they had to, like, have people come in and be surprised that they got their car. Like, they've seen it before, but they had to come in and, like, act surprised. Yeah. Well, you got to get the right surprise reaction. All right, that was too much. Lose the crying. Yeah. Uh, you, Sir, you shit yourself? You need to chill. <laughs> Please. You know, what? Production, let's wipe him up and let's go again. <laughs> can, I, can I get an intern in here for a wipe down? Wipe <laughs> down. <laughs> you just shit wiped out. Yeah, the ultimate intern jab. It's like it's worse than a fluffer. Oh, that's definitely worse than a fluffer. Yeah, that's de- at least like if you're a. You can like, actually have an argument f- for a fluffer, being like, yeah, well, you know, I'm part of the porn industry. Yeah, man, you're in. You're in the cut. You're one step away from being talent, baby. You're in the slip. <laughs> you're in the. Sli- you're in there. You're in there like swimwear, my dude. That's right, man. I'm lotioning up before we do this. Gotta lotion up before we record, you know? Yeah. Gotta do it. Alright, I am ready whenever you are. Sight? Yeah, I'm feeling ready as well, man. That's right. nice. Toy, dude. Toy nups. This is the first instance of malfeasance by the commissioner of what we're seeing. At some point, some Chinese food's gonna pull up and we're gonna pause the recording and eat it. Josh Groban! He's eating his own sushi! That's the most baller thing I've ever seen! And like, everyone doesn't look good naked all the time. I love this cornbread so much, I wanna take it behind a middle school and get it pregnant. beans man i live by the quarry we should hang out by the quarry and throw things down there what you doing hey girl where you going come on our cats were just about to have sex Ooh, shaking his fanny at us <laughs> meow mother may i <laughs> Yeah. What's up, dog? What's up, dude? Hey, man. Hey, man. You know, I'm pumped. I'm pumped, too. Tight. Love it. Nice. I, he's being my parrot buddy over here. 
And we're doing this thing called okay. After the Laugh Track. You probably know that because the title's on like the logo of the podcast feed and stuff. Yeah, and you've probably read it in the name of lists of p- podcasts. Yeah, hopefully. But so. this here podcast is here to talk about sitcom fandom. Mm. We love sitcoms. We do. We do indeed. We're, we love talking about them. We love watching them. We love turning them on as comfort shows in the background while we do other shit in our lives. Even. I turn them on when I sleep. Yeah, every night I oh, fall asleep to a, a many people sitcom. do the these shows that we binge that we love these characters who we welcome into our lives and embrace as though they are our own friends and family. Yep, yep. And in this particular installment of After the Laugh Track, oh. Eric and I here, yep. formulated our top ten wedding episodes in sitcom history. Yeah, and these are episodes that have a wedding in it. Correct Mundo. A wedding all up in that episode. Yeah. So this was inspired because my man Eric here just Yo. got married a couple Hell weeks yeah. ago. Toit nups. Toit oh, those were the toitest, the toitest of nups. Of nups. Those nups might have been too toit. Too toit. I had my man Derek over here DJing them toit nups. Toit nups indeed. We had a lot of fun. That was a fun ass wedding. Fun. Yeah. I uh I went over to my lady friend's place afterwards to hang out. Toit. And uh I got over there and she's like, "You're definitely more saucy than normal after a wedding." Because I normally, yeah. I normally don't really throw down that hard at weddings. I might have like a drink or two. How many did you have? Where, at I my had wedding? five. Yes. Yeah, I, I got turned up. I was dancing on the good. floor. We had that was a party. That was a that good was time. A good time. I had but a lot of fun. That was our inspiration for this top ten list. I was like, you know, this wedding here needs to inspire our creative pursuits together, my man. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. We, creative we, juices. The creative juices got to flow it. And if you've never listened to a top 10 list here on Good Fun Media, whether on D2B2 Sports or here on After the Laugh Track. What about Morons of the Multiverse? Have you done one? Or yet? coming. Uh, Morons of the Multiverse actually finally launching in a couple weeks. We're, oh, uh, you have done one. That oh. one is not to air yet. It's the last one to make well, it to air. But coming soon, coming keep your eyes soon. peeled for Morons of the Multiverse, a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. Actually, podcast. by the time this came out, it's probably already out. Perhaps. We'll find out. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, that's a good point. This is recording for the future. Yeah. But we in the future. Yeah, we are yeah, you're you're in the future. You're in our future. Mm-hmm. We're in our present. Oh, this is getting back to the future style. Yeah, it's gonna get convoluted in a hurry. So why don't we just give them the basic gist of things? When we do some top tens, we keep the rules pretty simple. We'll take turns saying our tens down to ones. Mm-hmm. And if Eric here has my number seven as a higher number than that. He'll just pause me and be like, hey, you know, we, uh, I got it higher. And we'll move along. And then we'll talk about that at that point. Exactly. Because we don't want to be redundant and talk about it twice. We'll save all of our gushing over how wonderful blank wedding is yep, yep. for the higher ranked moment. Cool. But as also, if you've listened to us before, I like to flip often lighters because, well, I often carry lighters oh, I around. I, Ooh, thought you, I, I thought I might have had a coin, but I don't. That's we can right. flip my special lotion. Well, I actually kind of want to flip the special lotion. All right, yeah, you that's, flip that's, the lotion. All right. uh, call it in the air, buddy. Lotion. Uh, so we're going oh. Dove side or barcode. Barcode side. All right, I got this. Barcode. Shit. Ooh, it is Dove side. Dove side. I am gonna go first because oh, you're conceding me Eric, to halftime. I'm conceding him to the big finish because Eric. He messaged me earlier, and all he said was, I don't think you're going to guess my number one. I don't. And I want to find out in the end if that's true. I want to get down to it. Watch you have my number one as like number six or seven, and then I'm like, well, shit. 
Yeah, so by the time we get there, I might have found out. I don't out. think this is on your list at all. Let's. Ooh. I'm going to make a big old hot take. Big hot take. He doesn't think it's going to be on my list. Love that shit. But let's just dive right. right in, man. What is your I, uh, number 10? So let's let's give a couple OLIs. For, do you have any OLI or do you have just your 10? Um, actually, I probably shout do. Out? Any shout-outs? I'll a... give my OLIs while you glance around. I've okay. got a, I had a couple cuts that I felt were worth mentioning. Okay. Um, Phoebe and Mike from Friends. It's actually the only wedding that really crossed my mind. Chandler and Monica's is fine. That one uh, is on my list. Chandler and Monica? No, no, no. Oh. Phoebe, oh, okay. Phoebe, Phoebe and Mike? Mike? Yeah. I, I won't go into further detail then. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it is a cute wedding. Uh, yeah. And Kevin and Captain Holt is my other OLI. Oh, that is a good one. I didn't even think of that one. Yeah, adorable stuff. Um, one of very few times we've gotten to see a gay wedding on television screens yet. Modern Family and, was uh, another. Yeah, modern, that, one's, that one's on my list. Spoilers. Is it? Yeah. I, I was thinking Mitch about Cam it, is on my list. but I actually have not watched all of Modern Family yet. Ah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, this their wedding's adorable. It's great stuff. Um, like Jake Peralta, I too kind of want them to just be my dad's. Sorry, I I wanted to clarify something before we get into it. These the episodes don't have to the wedding doesn't have to be between two of the characters. Yeah, it correct. just has to have a wedding in the episode. Correct, Amundo. Just so everybody at home knows. That's the truth. Okay, it's the truth. Your name is Rufus, and that is the Trufus. Uh, you know what? I was listening to one of our episodes about how I met your mother on the way home from work, and I realized that you and I are exactly the same. We can quote way too much "How I Met Your Mother." Tons of not in a bad way, quotes. but we both know like all of the lines to all the stuff we were talking about. It was pretty creepy, in a good way. Oh yeah, um, "How I Met Your Mother" was a big mainstay for me for a handful of years. There was definitely an era where I watched that show many times. Now, through. did you? This is just my curiosity. Did you watch it from the beginning, like weekly? Um, no, I joined in. I was, I was with a person in twenty twelve ish, okay. twenty eleven, that she turned me on to the show. Okay, so I got in around season six. Okay. So then I finished the last few seasons weekly, but yeah, I, I got in That's around season exactly six. Exactly when I came in. The first big turmoil that I had to face live that How I Met Your Mother gave me was the episode that Robin and Barney hook up, but they both have other people they're seeing, and they decide that they're going to tell them, and then time the one freezes. With Kevin? The one with Kevin. And time freezes when episode is called Barney's sitting in the bar after having broken up with Nora. Yeah. I believe you're right that it's called TikTok. TikTok. And I'm this is one of the most heartbreaking episodes of How I Met Your Mother. Sorry, really side is. tangent, but yeah, it's yeah. a delightful episode. As Barney's sitting there, sad that he just had to break up with Nora, but also just titillated for Robin to walk in. And then she walks in. And with, then, and then a, a second or two later, Kevin walks in. Like, he, his smile is, could pierce the walls. It was so wide. And then all of a sudden, Kevin walks. Like, they're staggered so far apart. Uh, Kevin and Robin that like as soon as he walks in it's she's so far apart that like he thought that she was coming in to see him and, and he wasn't yeah um, it's one of a handful of moments in which Neil Patrick Harris gives you so much emotionally yeah because uh, his his 20 seconds after that is just acted perfectly he's so mm-hmm. he's so good in those raw moments like that and it's yeah. such a treat on that show because he doesn't have many of them so yeah. they feel really standout-ish when they happen I agree completely. 
Anyway, but back to the task yeah. and weddings. Yeah. So, uh, oh, weddings. I need my my um. What did you call them? All eyes. Outside looking in. Oh, fucking punny. All right, that's not a pun. It's really just an acronym. <laughs> oh, acronymy. Um, I had one. I had a um. Oh, one of my OLIs is the New Girl episode from season one of New Girl. Ooh, where, fun. Yeah, where, um, what's her name? Jess and Nick goes to try to be with uh, his ex, Caroline. Caroline, indeed. And he, he like gets super sad because she ends up having a boyfriend and he likes he's crying and stuff in the <laughs> in the picture booth. It was just it was a really before that episode you never really saw them like rally behind each other. Yes. Before that and it was really cute how they did that. This episode was the turning point for me where I knew I was interested long term in staying on board with New Girl. I spoiled it took me a couple episodes early and then this episode comes and I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm in on this show. I spoiled the one of the parts of the a series for myself looking up wedding episodes oh no yeah found a thing out did you i did that's always tough yeah yeah i tried to forget about it but i just couldn't just yeah no every list i looked up yeah it was on it that's tough for sure because yeah is that on your list oh yeah okay cool i haven't seen it so but you can explain it to me all right i'm okay with it it's already been spoiled for me it's already been spoiled fair enough yeah yeah all right the milk is already done might as well drink it, you know? Might as well drink and it. And get sick. Um, oh, it's beautiful, too. Yeah. It, beautiful it looked, milk. Yeah, beautiful milk. Uh, I had another one, but I can't remember what it was. Um, oh, um, it was Ron and Diane from Parks and Rec. Oh, good one. That's funny. No, I yeah. didn't even think about that one, but yeah, that's because a funny one. Because they technically get married. It is technically oh, a, it's wedding a wedding episode because for sure. they yeah. get married, but it was a cold open wedding iconic yeah. yeah it was a cold open they get married in a cold open that is so wrong yeah. leslie leslie's tizzy as she's trying to figure out how to react and then congratulate them and just like making decor on the fly yeah all of it's so funny she's hold this hold this handful of lighter or highlighters as flowers <laughs> and she like makes confetti and like throws it at him while they're leaving out of paper france the the receptions would be held in our own houses <laughs> it would be <laughs> It wasn't that episode, but this, the next episode where they go to, like, Europe, he was talking about, he was like, my idea of a honeymoon would be vigorous lovemaking for two hours, and then both in bed by 8.30 or something. Yep. That was funny. Yeah, those are my olies. Uh That episode where Ron's in Europe is a top ten episode of that show for me. It's a really good episode. Uh, him reading the poetry. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. I forgot about. I forgot that that was in that episode. Yeah, it's at the end there after he goes on Leslie's treasure hunt. Yeah, and that's when he get he visits the Lagavulin mm-hmm. distillery, which he many years later buys uh, a buys share, a uh, share by shares in. Yeah, and he becomes the the uh, majority majority owner. yeah share owner. Yep. Yeah. Top ten. We're officially All in right. it. Yeah, yeah. What's your Rosa 10? and Pimento? That was oh, that's my OLI. That's uh, another one on nice. my OLI. Nice. Yep. Rose and Pimento, this episode is awesome. Uh, fucking, I still refer to all forms of bubbly wine as champers, thanks to Rosa. Uh, bub- any form of Prosecco, Champagne, etc., all are just champers to me now. Champers. 
I didn't think you could get drunk on Champers. I thought it was just the bubbles. That, that's the episode where they get drunk in the closet, right? They get drunk in the closet, and every time someone is sent in to clean them up, Rosa bums them out, and then they join her in the drinking. Yep, so she winds okay. up getting, like, Charles, Terry, and someone else all very drunk. Yeah, and isn't it, wasn't it um, Amy that comes in to finally, like, bring them back? Yeah, Amy, had the, Amy then sprays them down with fire hydrants mm, to get mm-hmm. them to sober up. Uh, meanwhile, Hitchcock and Scully are killing it because they were in charge of chairs and got chairs. And they're just like <laughs> congratulating each other on a job well done the whole day. And then my favorite part of this episode, you've got Captain Holt with this balloon arch. Oh. And Amy thinks it's an eyesore. But it's trying to be cool because she fucking, as we are, if you watch the show, is she's obsessed with Captain Holt. Yeah. So she's trying to like not burst his bubble, pun intended. Balloon. Yeah. And, uh... Meanwhile, he just loves the shit out of this balloon arch. And then when she when she finally tells him the balloon arch sucks, sir, he just starts popping it dramatically. It's one of the few times we get super sassy, dramatic Holt. And then at the that's the episode in the same episode at the end, Rosa comes in to try to like talk to him or apologize or something. I can't remember. He's but, ba- he's in his office. Yeah, they're at the precinct, and then Holt opens the door and he like opens it just enough to peek his head out and talk to her, and she's like. She's like, what? Why? What's going on? And then she opens the door. He's got a giant balloon arch. And then she, he's like, yeah, it's a balloon arch. She goes, it's beautiful. Uh, she says she's glorious. Oh, she's glorious. And fucking Captain Holt just goes, vindication! That's the vindication. And it's one yeah, of yeah. the loudest exclama- exclamations that man gives in the entire eight seasons of that show. Other than bone. Yeah, it's pretty much that bone and the, the time he fights a guy in Cheddar's honor. Yeah. Those are like the three times we see Captain Holt reach this level of volume. Hot damn. That's another good one. Hot damn. Huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> now slap your cards down on the table and say hot damn. Hot damn. It was It was also, he also said that when uh, they're trying to figure out why Amy was late. <laughs> and she was at the bank. The first peek at the uh, Captain Holt has a gambling problem. Years before mm-hmm. we actually find out he has a gambling problem, his level of excitement <clears throat> on just betting on why she's late. Yeah. Yep. That is a good one. I do like that uh, that wedding episode. Oh, and then meanwhile, you both you have Rosa and Pimento both looking for reasons to not get married, but without realizing it. Yeah. And then so they call off the wedding at the end. They do not get married. It's still had a wedding in it though, so it counts. Oh yeah, the plan is wedding the whole darn time. Yep, yep. That's a good one. It's a good choice. It was on my OLI. I couldn't I decide. It. Yeah. There's so many. I didn't realize there's oh, so dude, many. Oh, it's, it's dude, it's a stiff list. But I, a, I feel like I got it. I feel like I got a good list. Well, I love it. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a tough category, for sure. Uh, uh, this is actually one of the two shows that has two on my list, in fact. The rest, are, uh, the, the rest of the shows on here are only represented once. I tried to get as many shows on the list as I could, but there was a couple that I just I, couldn't resist. I had to double up. Because there's there was just, a couple I had to double up on. I had to double up on a few. Um, so my number 10 is actually one of your OLIs, Mike and Phoebe. Nice. Yeah. I, I haven't seen all of Friends. I haven't seen this episode. But I was I was doing research, researching on the Googles. And I saw a list that had this one on it. And I'm like, oh, this is oh, okay. Paul Rudd. Cool. And I watched the clip. And I was like, this is amazing. This is perfect. It's very cute. The snowfall. Yeah. Um, there's there's a couple particular things I want to shout out about this episode. Yeah, like the one of the things that I liked from the at least the clip that I saw was 
uh, Phoebe, the whole the whole beginning of the clip, she was wearing this big coat, and then she takes off the coat, and it's like this beautiful, like light blue kind of really light blue dress. And then, what was it, Chandler? He goes, "Dang," he's like, "Whoa." Yeah, yeah, and then I like I like how like perfectly awkward, like how Paul Rudd's character Mike says that she's like the perfect kind of weird or something, and it, it, yeah, it was it was great that Chandler was the one to give her away, and she called him dad. Yeah, new dad, new dad. Yeah, uh, that that stuff is beautiful. Uh, Chandler giving her away <laughs> is absolutely lovely, but. Uh, my favorite part about this personally is the fact that um, Ross gets shit on so hard in this episode. Because Ross just, I just want to see Ross get shit on as often as possible if I'm ever watching Friends because I just think he's a turd. So him, he has to carry the old decrepit dog down the aisle and clean up its poops. And uh, just getting the short end of the stick the whole episode, Ross. And that's a big plus for me. But I do, I love the fit for Phoebe that Mike is. I like that he's like this guy who had the total opposite upbringing of her. Like he had all the privilege and wealth that one can have. She had obviously the things that we all know about Phoebe and her background. Yeah. But he's the same type of weird as her after all that. And they yeah. find each other. Yep. It's cute. It is cute. I enjoyed it. It was. It's yeah. my number 10 because I haven't seen the episode, but I, I thought that moment was really cool and I thought it deserved a spot. Yeah, I love the snowy look of that episode. It's, it's like that that wedding in the street with all the snow. It's fucking yeah. beautiful. Yep, and I like how they were getting ready in the the, caf, the coffee shop. Yeah. And then yeah. they walk out of the coffee shop and the wedding's right in front. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, Great stuff, mate. Great stuff. Great stuff. You also get some really killer type A Monica taking the reins to make it happen. Yeah, and Chandler goes... Okay, people, we've got one crack at this! And Chandler's like, you think you could wear that to bed? Yep. Yep. Also funny. Yeah. yeah. She's like already planning on it. He's like, yes. Yep. Good stuff. All right. That was your number ten. So that means C-C. my number nine. Nueve. Coming in from Psych. Okay. Uh, this is Detective Lassiter and his wife Marlo. Okay. And I haven't seen this, so this is all. So you. this episode, it's really it's. It starts as a bachelor party, which is a part of the reason it makes the list, because it's a bachelor party and wedding all in one. It's for the same person? For the same person. It's Detective Lasseter's bachelor party, and they quickly... Uh, Lasseter literally spots a guy he's been looking for for years in this casino while they just happen to be there on this bachelor party. So, like, handcuff him and toss him in this party bus, and then there's a whole bunch of next-level sh- psych shenanigans. Eventually... Sykes, uh, Sykes, Lasseter's wife-to-be, Marlo, gets kidnapped by a bad guy. There's a whole hostage exchange. Just a bunch of shenanigans that lead to a pretty cute wedding. But then, the final five minutes of this episode... Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you just one sec. Oh, please. I, I just look outside and it looks like it's going to rain. And I'm, I'm like, oh, this looks going to rain. And my phone had a notification and it said, oh, alert. And I click on the alert and it says... Most roads will be wet. Period. Most roads will be wet. It's literally one sentence. Not all. Not all roads. Most roads will be wet. I don't know why that's alert. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's I just okay. thought it was really funny. It's really funny. It's a funny alert. Most roads will be wet. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Wade. Thanks, phone. Um, so the last five minutes of this episode are at the reception after the wedding, and Sean and Juliet are having a cute moment. And then 
a major, major, major secret comes out. And he's an alien. Sean is suddenly left reeling. And it sets up the next episode, which is a top three episode of the series. And I won't go further than that because I don't want to spoil this for people that haven't seen Psych. Yeah, I, it's, one, it's on my list. I have it's, so many it's this, These two episodes back to back are in the elite tier of Psych episodes because this one sets the next one up. And the next one is top three, top How five. How many psych seasons top. of Psych are eight. there? Okay. Uh, eight uh, the first couple are like 16, the first few are like 16 episodes, and the last like four are like 10 episode seasons. Okay, cool. That's but, on my list for sure. It's a fun one, but that's my number 10. Detective Lasseter and Marlowe. No, that Marlo. was your number nine. Number nine, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, number nine. Cool. Lasseter like, and Marlowe. Okay, so my number nine, this one might be higher for you. April and Andy from Parks and Rec. I have this one higher indeed, sir. All right. Okay. Now we'll do your number eight, and we'll talk about it when we get to yours. That's right. We're moving right along, moving right it's along. It's your number eight, isn't it? Uh, no, it's, okay. I, it's higher than that still. <laughs> Mitch and Cam. Okay. Here. Modern, fa- modern, modern Family. Uh, modern this would family. probably be higher if Modern Family was a higher on my list of favorite shows. Like it's, I, I like Modern Family. It's not an all-timer for me. It's just, I, it's one that should have ended three seasons sooner than it did is mm. part of my problem there. Yeah. Like okay. 11 seasons was too much of that show. Um, but There's only one show that there's a handful of shows that can do more than that, more seasons than that, and I think Big Bang Theory was one of those. Big Bang Theory is helped by the fact that like the final few pieces or the final couple pieces of the main cast get added in over the couple years after the first. Yeah. So like you you don't meet Bernadette, you don't ex- meet Amy. Exactly. That's when yeah. the show. Seems like it's at its best is once you have all yeah. those pieces of the puzzle there. Because then you've got the girl gang and the boy gang. And, yep. the ca- and then and you have that. time to to build both sides with those new characters for longer. Yep. Yeah, and you get like good you get good cute stuff about like not just the ways that Bernadette and Co. help Penny grow, but vice versa, where yeah. the things that these hyper intelligent people can learn from a person like Penny who's a little more street savvy, maybe not yep. so hyper intelligent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's how that's one of amy's main things is she penny like teaches her how to be like down to earth and cool yeah big time so, yeah yeah but yeah uh modern, number eight yeah your modern modern cam and mitch um for variety of reasons that their wedding when we finally get there is insanely cute jay finally um not just being at the level of like accepting that his son is gay but like Finally, being like, I'll get you in at my golf club and proudly stating to his golf club buddies, yeah, this is my son's wedding to his now soon-to-be husband. And, like, because early on one of the story beats is that Jay's like, still being somewhat bashful about the way he talks about his son marrying another man, essentially. Which, uh, whose father was that? That is, that is Mitch's father. Mitch is the redhead? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so that's uh, that's Cam Jay is Pritchett, the bigger character. Yeah, yeah. So that's Jay Pritchett, and uh, yeah, and there's a wedding or there's a huge uh, wildfire near their original venue. So then they shuffle to a, like a secondary venue, and that's too crammed. And then they get hustled out of that because of the same fire, and the whole thing seems like it's going to shit. And Jay finally steps up and does the right thing by his son and gets him in at their golf club to do the wedding there. Oh, and they have this big, be- cool. they have this lavish, beautiful wedding after all. But I like the chaos of it. I like the B story, which is 
Haley's kind of finally discovering that she has a crush on Andy, who I thought was the dude meant to be her endgame, but then they had three more seasons coming and they couldn't get uh, that actor, what? Adam Devine, to stick uh-huh. around for three more seasons. So they kind of <laughs> just had to end the relationship after spending like two years building to it. Oh, that sucks. Tough. T- that That's actually where I fall off of Modern Families when that relationship ends. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. They should have been Endgame. Anyway, I've said that on another episode before. That might come out before or after this. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I'm not really releasing these in the order I record them, by the way, people. I mean, as I'm you should just, do like, what you do, man. Laying down material and just like yeah. recording it. If you're making music, you don't just lay down the track and then put it out, you know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. No, so, you know. This is art. Timeline is a bit funky. When we talk about what's been said on different shows, but yeah. you'll get there, listeners. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I share my thoughts on Adam and Andy Moore in a different episode, so I'll save those. But great wedding, wonderful to see strong representation on television, yeah. and I hope that producers and executives in boardrooms continue to not shy away from showing quality romantic stories between. Non-heterosexual couples. Anybody. Any and everybody. Just yeah. show them all. We want to see all the love stories. Yeah. We just want to celebrate oh, love in this world, baby. Love is love is love and it's beautiful. Love is love. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Shrek is love I'm and sorry. life. I reverted to Shrek in that. That's okay. That's a fair uh, thing to <laughs> that's revert That's a fair to. reversion. Yeah. Um, that's a good number eight. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Hit me with your number eight. My eight is Howard and Bernadette from Big Bang Theory, actually. Oh, nice. Go on. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, you know what? I actually wrote down why I said these. Oh, yeah, give me some um, Okay, so number eight, Howard and Bernadette. Um, so I like that Howard has always, before meeting Bernadette, been kind of his version of a player. Like, he would go out, he would wear eye patches to try to get women. He'd try all these tactics to try to get women. Oh, yeah, he was the worst at all. Yeah, he would wear, like, fake tattoo sleeves, and he would just try to get women. But however he can, he would read articles, he would read internet searches and stuff. It was a bunch of, like, cheap ploys by, like, quote, pickup artist bros that he would try to use and shit. That was bad. (laughs) Yeah, and it was... His relationship with Bernadette has always been super awesome to me because she, she is the same... As him in terms of, like, I mean, Sheldon wouldn't say this, but they're the same in terms of, like, knowledge and intelligence, even though Sheldon says engineers are stupid, apparently. Um, but it's nice to see him change from that, like, not necessarily a womanizer, but like kind of like a, a player to more of a, like, a, a normal one gal person. Um well, also, you know, he still keeps his personality and finds someone that can match his personality and, and reel in his a little bit. Bernadette's got to be one of the elite tier examples of an actor that do the reverse she's all that to, where it's just this, yeah. like, gorgeous specimen of a human. But they're like, just put a ponytail and some glasses on him and we'll yeah. make him look nerdy and they won't think they're as hot. I'm like, no, she's uh, Melissa still... Roush is really pretty. She's, a gorge... she's an absolute gorgeous woman who's supposed to be portrayed as, like, homely and yeah. nerdy and like not desirable and it's also kind of like rosa like, where where here? her voice what? is not the same yeah that's true the, yeah her yeah. voice is definitely a lot higher in in the show than her actual voice yeah it's the first time i heard her voice i was like oh that's that's not <laughs> yeah she does like a crazy voice for that show she does yeah yeah but that's yeah a cute, they're, they're a cute couple that's a cute wedding dang yeah. it yeah and, and the wedding was actually I, I quite liked it it was they were trying to figure out like Howard was going into space and they wanted to do it before he went into space, but they moved up his launch date to a specific weekend. And so they ended up doing it on 
the roof of the apartment complex that Penny and Leonard live in. Um, they did it so that, that at a time so that Google Earth or Google Maps or whatever, Google Earth would be flying over their apartment complex so they could get like a, a cool photo. So they made like a heart out of like paper so that they took a picture and it was kind of awesome. They used their knowledge and like and smarts of stuff like that to, to make a cool memory. And Sheldon did Klingon in his speech. And Sheldon dropped some Klingon. Klingon. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's a good number eight. Lucky number seven. Slevin. Here we go. Oh, great movie. Great movie. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, going over to Scrubs. Okay. I don't think that's the wedding anyone would guess I would pick from Scrubs, but I'm going with Janitor and Lady. Is that their names? That is the... Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we never really know the truth. The closest we get to finding out the janitor's name is in the series... The The real finale is in the good one before the fucking spinoff thing happened. Was... Uh, janitor tells... JD, his name is actually Ted Math, Glenn Matthews. I'm sorry, Glenn Matthews. Huh. But then JD walks away. We hear him then referred to as like a different name by someone else. So it's just like we don't really know the janitor's name. We, and you'll we never get know. we get some theories, but it's janitor. It's janitor. Uh, and his wife's name is actually a lady. Oh, okay, lady. Uh, her name is Lady, and they are a cute couple because she is an obsessive clean freak. So and he's a janitor. What, when she, like, he hides what he is at first from her, and when she finds out the truth, she's like, oh, that's so attractive to me. Like, you clean things. <laughs> you clean stuff. That's hot. So, clean, yeah. It's, clean for me. Uh, but it's not, the, this pick is partially about them, and the wedding's pretty cool. It's in Hawaii. They, they throw this, like, wedding in Hawaii and invite people super short notice with the idea that no one will come and everyone will just send gifts. <laughs> that's basically Janitor's hustle on this. He's like... I invited you to a wedding in Hawaii with like five days notice. Who goes to that? Apparently everybody. Yeah, JD like rallies the troops and talks everyone into going <laughs> to Hawaii. Where is where is there? Does it say where they are in? I it, the I'm hospital. Sure it, uh, uh, um, what was that? The hospital. Does does it? Do they ever say where the hospital is located that they work at? No, it's implied to be somewhere Midwest. Okay. It feels Midwesty, but I don't. I don't think. I think it's like Illinois. Okay. But even then, Illinois to Hawaii is yeah. anywhere in the Midwest to Hawaii is a trek. Yeah, for it's not like, sure. It's not like you live in California. Right. You know. I mean, granted, it's a bunch of doctors, so it's like they have the money to buy a, sh- oh, yeah. a flight on, the, on a whim. On a whim. But, yeah, so the wet, it's a two-part episode. It's a great vacation episode. I love a good travel episode on a sitcom. It's always fun to see the characters in like a different city, different country, different locale exploring the world a bit you know yeah. i always love that so the destination episodes are fun the wedding itself is very cute there's some really great stuff jd and elliot there's some really great stuff with turk and carlet uh and it's oh, and some awesome ted stuff uh rest in peace to sean lloyd sam lloyd i'm sorry to mm. sam lloyd yeah who's no longer with us in this world but he made yeah. his mark in scrubs made his mark in scrubs and with beautiful music yeah that's my one. number seven janitor, number and seven. La- janitor and lady it's uh i love that wedding it's such a fun episode i'm gonna assume that yours is higher this one my number seven is higher on your list because you haven't mentioned it yet and i know it's on your list which for me is jim and pam um actually i think we are oh i, I do have it higher yeah okay yeah. all right i do have it higher cool then i guess we'll go to your number six <laughs> uh my number six is jake and amy 
I do have that higher. There we go. That was I okay. was I was guessing that when we got there. All right, your number six. My number six is Barney and Robin. Oh, I don't have this one. This was this was an OLI. This was a hard cut, but this was a okay. This was a cut for me. I also kind of figured you'd have it, so I was like, you know, I can just cut it and we can just get to it that way. Oh yeah, we can. We can definitely talk about this. So my notes for Barney and Robin, why I have this number six is is I I wrote uh, this one hits home for me. I used to be kind of a Barney before meeting the one, Um, and I I love seeing his change. from being, you know, that womanizer, that player, that guy who slept with 200 plus women, making scrapbooks <laughs> of all of his conquests, to um, finally settling down. I mean, granted, it was only for a little while, but um, you get, spoiler alert, before, two seconds. Uh, they take the exit. Yeah, before they take the exit, but you find out after a little bit after that, he does get a consolation prize from someone else out of it. A daughter. You finale haters are fools. Fucking fools. That finale is fire. Y'all are ridiculous. Fire. Because even like, here's my thing. I just momentary, momentary thought on the finale. And then yeah. we can continue on about this wedding. If the big reason you don't like the finale is the final two minutes there. I think. The other 58 minutes are amazing. I, I get it. That final two minutes is cheesy. Well, no, I, okay. Side tangent here. We can talk about this all day long, but I think that the, the thing people hated the most is that, the spoiler alert for the final episode of How I Met Your Mother. So if you don't want to hear what the season finale is, if you haven't seen it, you can pause or fast forward. Um, but in the finale, they a lot of people feel like they didn't spend enough time with Tracy, with the mother. Um, they feel like they killed her off too early or whatever, whatever. This is why I think that episode could have, the season could have lasted like two more episodes. So you kind of see more of Ted and Tracy before her getting sick. Um, but I, the entirety of the show is how he's going to be with Robin. Yeah. The entirety of the show. And yeah. you're going to, you're going to, you you don't end the see the, the show. The children boil it down properly in yeah. two sentences. It's always, dad, you, this, you sat us down and told us this whole story and mom was barely in it, but Robin was in all of it. Yeah. They said it, and people still watch that, and they're like, "Well, this is ridiculous." You know what? We'll talk about finales yeah, another yeah, time. Right. But we will. But yeah, it's a Barney and Robin. Barney and Robin. But yeah, it, I just I liked that their their wedding was technically a full season. Well, not not the whole season, but it was a majority of the se- a full season. Yeah. So there was a lot more content to it. You got to see a lot more. There, there were constantly like the aunts and uncles arriving, and they're oh like trying God. to dodge them. And what was? The- what was the thing that they would say to bring everybody towards them? Oh, shit. That's a funny oh, bit. Yeah. Insert soundbite here. That's my note to self. Yeah, that's a... That's where I'll insert that soundbite, folks. A little peek behind the curtain of podcast production. Yeah. <laughs> After editing. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I just... I love... I love Barney and Robin together. I, mean, I do, too. At, at, for, for what it was. I, I think that Barney needed Robin... Barney needed someone to bring him down from his the ways that he was to be like to to get that love in his heart to to find all that in order to have something of meaning like his now daughter. Yeah, it's it's always a wild one to me cuz I I love that couple as well 
And at the same time, I think the finale decision they make to have them split the way they do, semi-amicably, but still not wanting to then see each other because it's awkward as fuck. Yeah. Um, that whole thing just plays out in a way that just feels very realistic to me. Yeah. And I'm sure there was a lot of people that watched that, because I've never been through a divorce, so I cannot relate. And I'm sure there's and a lot of people I will that have been be. through a divorce that were... I imagine there was relatability to that, for sure. Yeah. Um, God, that episode's just so good. It but is, yeah. The wedding, the wedding's season is incredible. The episode is great. I mean, technically, the there was only one episode. episode. Yeah, Te- it's one episode. The wedding itself happens in one episode. Yeah, but the 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 reason why that episode is higher higher is number six for me is because everything before it just builds on that episode. Yes, and all the Ted and Tracy stuff. See, this is uh, the season nine. Getting that season is such a gift because of all the Tracy time we get. I love Christina Milioti. Me too. She's incredible. Yeah. Have you watched The Resort on Peacock? No. Is it's, that the is that the one where she she was like made to be a wife? No, that's on HBO Max. But that okay. that looks really good, and I've never watched it. This is a show which she's married to a character played by the actor who played Chidi on The Good Place. Yeah, I don't. I've seen it, I think, but I haven't watched it. Good Place is a good show as well. Shout out to Good Place. I really place. like her in the movie Palm Springs, though. Oh, that was great, too. I like that movie a lot. I liked Love her in a lot movie. as well. Yeah. Um, no, I, all the season nine stuff we get with her climaxes in that wedding episode. Yeah. Like, we get to, we get everything but the meeting of those two, essentially. Yeah. All, one of, the, all the seeds are finally planted, and we go into the finale after that wedding. Yeah. Like, holy shit. We're, we're going to get it. It's yeah. going to happen. They're yeah. going to meet. And then one of my favorite episodes is actually in that season. It was the, um, oh, it was the, uh, I think it's How Your Money Mother Met Me or something, or How, how Your Mother Met Everybody Else. Mm-hmm. It was the episode where she's, it starts telling it's her. Story. Centric. Yeah, it's, it's her story of how she got to where she was. But, like, she's going through this, this thing where her fiat or, fiance her boyfriend her boyfriend who asked no 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 it's boyfriend because he proposes and she turns him down yeah well and then dumps his ass yeah the reason why she dumps it well so the thing that gets me about that episode is she she he proposes to her she's she has to go outside for a second and then she talks to max which is her ex-fiance i think or were they her ex who passed away. Yes. Much. Yeah, yeah. And then she gets all like you see like peak acting in that. And then the best part of that episode, as you know, one of my favorite songs from this entire series of How I Match Mother is La Vie en Rose, which was the song that my wife walked down the aisle to, which is fucking It was beautiful, folks. It was, it was great... utterly beautiful. And I almost cry. I, that song gets me every time. But when um Tracy or Christina Miliati was singing it like that's top three in the series for me. So like you get all of this in that season and then you kind of like, like Derek just said, it builds up to, we're going to see it. I won't tell you exactly where I have it ranked. So I have a top 10 music moments in sitcom history list built for a recording. I haven't done yet. Okay. 
This song is very motherfucking high on this list. Olivia and Rose. Yeah, I just had to look to remember exactly where, and I won't spoil it. Is that for? Is that for you and I? Uh, That is unclaimed. Okay. So it very well can be you and I. I don't really have a co-host design for it yet. We'll We'll find out. But I I made my list already because it's a good list. It's a good list. Yeah. But then the Lovey on Rose is just fucking gorgeous too. And her Her version of her ukulele is delicate. It's lovely, and then the and Ted's just listening from a balcony over yeah. the whole time. Like she's one, she's one room over. I think yeah. you think they don't really. Yeah, kids. Oh no, uh, it does. It pans from him yeah. over to her. No, it pans from her to him. Oh, does it? Because it's been on her the whole episode, and she's singing the song, and then it pans to him. He's and like you leaning find out on the balcony, right there, and listening. And to then her we sing. go back to him for the rest of the series. But yeah. like it's after our whole episode drift away to her. It pans from her singing over to him, and it's like, kids, we may not have met yet, but I got to hear your mother sing that night, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, he says, like... Oh, I've heard I've her heard... play that version a million times, yeah. but that not, that one was my favorite. Yep, yep. Chills. Yeah. I have chills talking know, about that right it's now. It's good. It's good. good. It's the good stuff. I do, too, but partially I have a fan on my feet, but mm. it's still... Things good. can be two things. It's two things. Things can be two things. That um, was your number six? Yes. And you had my number six higher. Oh yeah, all right. This is one you had lower. My number five is Jim and Pam. Okay. Yes. Let's let's get into this. Why is it so low for me, and why is it high for you? Um, I think we both have the same reasoning, but I think you have a lot of stuff lower because you have a lot of different ones than I do that could be higher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the part that brings it to the fifth, to the top five for me, is the core wedding itself being as cute as it is on the boat the real wedding yeah the gym the very well, short Niagara gym, falls pam is panicking over everything that's gone wrong jim cuts part of his tie off to make her laugh because she ripped her veil because she ripped her veil and they decide to just bust out that joint and you don't yeah. know where they're going and meanwhile the wedding is set up to go on or whatever and then you cut back and forth between their real wedding which is on a boat in niagara falls and then to the ceremony where everything's just going wrong. I still don't understand how thing. they got so dry and by the time they got back. Every, that part's amazing. Yeah, I don't know how they got Bowen's <laughs> dry by returning from Niagara And her well. hair is still perfect. Jim's hair is perfect. Yeah, that's a, that's a good shout there for sure. That's a good shout. But the, the weaving of that moment is one of my favorite wedding scenes but the rest of the fluff surrounding the episode isn't as strong for me, which is why it's only yeah. fifth. It could have been higher for me if not for some of the other stories not connecting for me as much. But yeah, and we were also the, the core reason why it's beautiful. Yeah, the reason why it was so low for me, I had it. I, what I have it number seven, I think. Number, yeah, I had it number seven for me because um, while they are super adorable, you're you're seeing them, you know, from the early stages before they even get together, and you see their whole journey. Um, I still think that the journey and even the proposal was more cute than what was actually shot for the wedding episode. Like in the wedding episode, you're seeing this culmination of all of the cute and loving stuff and stuff like that. And the wedding is just kind of like the, the, the stamp on the letter. You know what I mean? Sure. You have all the contents inside the envelope. You're, it's ready to go out, but you just have to put that stamp on it and ship it out. Just slap that stamp on. Just slap it on. Just lick it and slap it. Lick it and slap it. But yeah. yeah, that's my number five. Um, okay, so I think you had this one lower, but my number five is Jake and Amy. I did, yeah, I had it six. All right. So the reason why I put Jake and Amy above that is, uh, 
I think that the uh, the wedding of Jake and Amy was on par with what the writers wanted to do with the show. So like it still stayed true to the show. They had to try to disarm a bomb and try to. Um, they, they had everything set up. Every, Amy, or Amy was freaking out, and everybody's getting all set up. And then all of a sudden, there's a bomb threat, and they have to figure out the bomb threat. But then. What was the guy's name that always proposes to her? Teddy. Teddy. Teddy shows up and he's on the bomb squad. It's got all the comedy. It's got all the, the Shout suspense. Shout out to Teddy. He, Teddy's so he's great. He's so funny every time he's on the show. Teddy is great. He's always trying to propose to Amy, even during her wedding. He's trying to propose. But you still have that that intense those intense moments in a wedding episode. And then it caps off beautifully with them getting married in Shaw's. Getting married right there at Shaw's is awesome. Um, her stealing his joke, there is a bomb at this wedding. Your butt. But. Your butt is the bomb. There will be no survivors. And Jake getting all teared up. Yeah. Uh, Captain Holt saying, I love you both. Permission to say it back, Captain. We love you too, sir. Oh, yeah. we got waterworks. Yeah. Great stuff. And uh, Malipnos crushing it on the violin. Malipnos, yeah. Um, oh, but no, my name's no Malipnos. I, I, I know you believe those. Yeah, it's Fred Armisen. Brother. 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 Um, another thing I actually really liked about this is in their relationship as a whole is their chemistry is so good that you actually feel like... Um, oh, fuck actors' names. Adam, Andy Samberg and Melissa Fumero could actually be together. Oh, yeah. Like, they have such good chemistry that it feels like that is an actual relationship, but it just translates so well into the show, and I just feel like Jake and Amy are perfect for each other, characters or not. They're one of my favorite archetypal couples as well. Yeah. You got the super type A, super organized, intelligence-driven one character, and the whimsical could kind of need kind of needs to grow up but also you want them to hang on to that whimsy and part yeah. of that charm forever and they bring each other to even they do they bring each other to even like it's, one it's of the, mitch and cam on modern family one of the uh, uh one of the fucking sean and juliet on psych yeah uh it's chandler and monica on friends there's there's been many of these before but these couples work they resonate to me maybe it's just because i'm the goofball yeah but you really see it, though, in, in one of the episodes prior to the wedding where Amy has a chance to go after like somebody that, I can't remember who it was, but her and Rosa lost a perp years ago, and they're trying to go after this perp, and then so Jake has to then do all the stuff on the wedding list, like get a cake, do all the napkin stuff, and then he like ends up being able to do all of it, but he's grown up at that point, and he's able to do it all because... Amy brought him to even. Jake's growth by the end, uh, and I won't give a finale spoiler here, but Jake's growth by the end and a decision he makes by the finale is so touching Mm -hmm. that that he would make the decision he makes in the finale the way he does so selflessly. It's just, it's such a beautiful growth the way that Jake Peralta moves through those eight seasons. Yeah. And yeah, well, the wedding, Such a good show. top motherfucking notch. Also, shout out to the next season premiere after the wedding, which is The Honeymoon, one oh. of my favorite destination episodes of a show. Yeah, so funny. With the, I, I love when Amy comes out dressed as the person from Die Hard, and he's like, he doesn't know what to do because he's got Captain Holt here who's about to quit the force, and then Amy's coming out in this as one of this his favorite characters. This is a real life characters. sex fantasy come to life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um... Well, that was my number five. 
Great choice, sir. Great, Great choice. choice. This was the, the this was definitely the region I struggled hardest with, obviously. Um, number four, Leslie and Ben. I have that higher. Figured you would. Um, my number four, I wonder if you have this higher, is Dwight and Angela. I don't have this on my list. What are you Great doing with episode. your life? Great episode. I told you I was trying really hard not to go multiple weddings That's per true. show. You did. Um, so I, I, I just went with Pam, my heart, man. I picked the ones that I like the most. This episode. I didn't even. It's, it's funny because it's right there in the finale that I just don't think about this as a wedding episode. Yeah. And it's. The entirety of this episode is fantastic. You get. You get the whole. You get the culmination of the real will they, won't they of The Office, in my opinion. Because you can tell by the very first episode that Jim and Pam are going to be together. Yeah, no, Jim and Pam are going to happen. Jim, yeah. yeah, Jim and Pam are closer to a Chandler and Monica. They happen by like season four. Yeah, they all kind of thought it would happen, and then it does happen, and then they just stay together. Yeah, which is yeah. great. Yeah, but they're so, not a will they won't they. Yeah, I think Dwight and Angela are the will they won't they of that show. The real will they won't they. Nice, Dwight. Nice. Um, but in that episode, that's the if I remember correctly, that's the episode with. Uh, where Jim is like the bestest mensch. That is indeed, yeah, it's the finale. Yeah. Bestest mensch. Yep. You get all the guten pranks. The guten pranks. Gu- guten prank, uh, including the final guten prank of yeah. having and, Michael and there. Get, that's, I, that's what I put. I put culmination of the real will they, won't they, plus added Michael sighting. Even though even though Michael showed up, he only had to say two lines that entire episode, and it made a, a huge impression. The first one was, I think he did, that's what she said, yeah. as soon as he walked in. And then the second one, he's, he looks at the camera and he goes, it's like all of my children grew up and married each other. It's so good. So good. And then you, you get everything, you know, everything is Dwight, like getting married in their, in their graves. You also get Dwight telling people they got to bring their hay bales over to the other thing with the hooks. Um, but my favorite was like f- just seeing how far Jim and Dwight have come. Yeah. In their entire thing. They're, whether or not they, whether they like it or not, they're best friends. Oh, yeah. And it comes to fruition right there. It's I mean, a even Roger BFF ship for sure. Yeah. So I had to put that high up there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So tis my number four. That's a good number four. I, it literally didn't cross my mind. That's mm. why it's not on my list, because it literally didn't cross my would mind. It have, would it have made your list? Uh, I think it would have been more likely to be in the OLI or like replace number 10 to Rosa and Pimento. Okay. Um, but like I said, I think of that more as a finale episode, but you're totally right. It's 100% a wedding episode. Heartless cough. And a damn good one to boot. Oh, did I say um, that loud? We're up to the top three now, right? Yeah. Lily and Marshall at number three. That's my number three. Oh, nice. Hi. Yeah. I was curious. I was like, he's either going to have it higher or same. I just didn't know. Yeah. I told you, you're not going to give my number one, dude. That's so weird. I, uh, all right. Uh, Lily and Marshall, number yeah. three. Lily and Marshall is a good one. That is also my number three. For, so then we'll go right to your oh, number two. For oh so many reasons. From the little <clears throat> things like Brad trying to run around and tackle Skeeter to S- Barney. Scooter. Fa- Scooter, I'm sorry. <laughs> Skeeter um, is Doug Funny. <laughs> show. Yeah. 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 Uh, so... Fucking, yeah. You got Brad running around trying to tackle Scooter because he's trying to interrupt the fucking ceremony. You got Barney learning that the magic words are it's for the bride bride. and running around trying to abuse that power. You got Marshall shaving his fucking head and then thinking of authentic Native American headdress before thinking of hat. Hat. We thought of authentic Native American headdress, but we didn't think of... 
this and is... then they get the exact wedding they always dreamed of after planning the exact opposite for a year straight. Yeah, and I'll write. I'll read you what exactly what I wrote. I said this entire the entire reason I made this number three is because of the outdoor wedding. It was beautiful and the inspiration for my own wedding. Lovely. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty great. Um, I can definitely see that inspiration because yes, uh, his wedding was at a beautiful botanical garden. Yeah, surrounded by nature. I didn't Lovely have small ceremony. I didn't have an acoustic guitar. Did or lack the acoustic. A hat. Also lacked the hat. Yeah, I just think that episode was great. It 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 made it, put in everything that makes the show what it was, what it is, and it sums up their. I don't know. It, it was just beautiful. It, everything it needed to have, have in it, it did. It had the com- comedic sense, comedic timing. It had all these different characters that are in it. Um, Barney tearing up as he's trying to perform their ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. Finding out that deep down in there somewhere, Barney is a he, big motherfucking softie. He's got a heart in there. I like the handful of episodes, even when Barney's in his peak like Playboy era. Yeah. In which he shows that deep down he thinks Lily and Marshall are a perfect couple. Yeah. Like it only happens a few different times, but he's got these glimpses every now and then where it's just like, oh, he loves the shit out of those two yeah, one, as a couple. One, you, you know that, for, well, one of the things in the show that makes it stand out is when he goes to San Francisco to tell Lily that yeah. if you don't go back to Marshall, he's going to be with someone else. Someone else is going to nab him up. Yeah. Holy shit. Barney is your best man. Yeah. It's like, I guess so. It's like, see, I told you. I was like, oh. Yeah. That, <laughs> that stuff's beautiful. It, it's, it's a lovely, just... I love the wedding episodes that are like a culmination of like all these little things. I guess they all kind of are in some way, but more, some more so than others. They yeah. just take everything and put it so well together. Yeah. Even the little things like Barney tearing up, like you get that from. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love when Barney's, uh, Barney gives them all the stuff he won on Price is Right as their wedding gift. Oh, yeah. That shit's that hilarious. So yeah. um, one more little shout out I want to give to this. Uh, another reason this is in my top three is all the while on the side, and you don't ever pick up on these clues, or at least I didn't, I should say. Some of you might be more eagle-eyed than I was, <laughs> but my first time watching that episode, I did not notice the clues, but then I found out the the bombshell ending of that episode is that Ted and Rob... I'm sorry, it's the next episode, technically, but yeah. it's, it's, it's at the reception. It's the reception. So like I said, it's a two-parter. Yeah. Ted and Robin broke up. Yep. And didn't tell the gang because they didn't want to inter- take any f- focus, focus away from Marshall and Lily's wedding because they're good friends like that. Yeah. So, but then you rewatch that episode after you find that out, and you just see all the subtle little little ways they're avoiding each other's glances, and they're kind of just like, yeah. kind of maintaining a subtle little distance away from each other in these subtle ways that you don't notice the first time. Nope. But it just it paints it. That's the stuff about How I Met Your Mother that has it in the elite tier of sitcoms for me, is the amount of weaving through the timeline of story stuff that yeah, they and, do. Yeah, and little things that they put in to accentuate on, you know, different watches, yeah. multiple watches. The stuff that you get to appreciate in your second, third, fourth, etc. watches of that show after knowing what you know from your first is awesome. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, that for was sure. number three for both of us. Yeah, that was our number three, collectively. So, my number two is Schmidt and Cece. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, you're going you're gonna to take the reins on this one completely, because I'm only on season one. I, I, re- I was guessing this was the thing you got spoiled <clears throat> for you. Yeah. 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 So, Schmidt and Cece, 
I can uh, see it though. Yeah, so, I can see it from the very second episode. I think. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they they have on again off again things. They have a variety of cute moments over the years, and then in my my favorite episode of the show is the season is the season finale before this show, this episode, which is this is the season finale as well. This wedding, but the season before that ends with Schmidt breaking up with his girlfriend. Uh, and Cece had decided to go climb a mountain to get over Schmidt because she had been hung up on him, but he was with someone else and happy, and she was trying to just get over it. And then Winston leaves for a fucking hilarious voicemail explaining that Schmidt's single again. <laughs> and the episode ends with Schmidt finds out Cece's been in love with her. He's going to go find this mountain and going to go climb this mountain and find her. He goes to open the door of the loft, and she's standing there, having received Winston's voicemail, and explains that she just fell down half a mountain after hearing the voicemail, and had to come home. And Schmidt cuts her off and goes, are you in love with me? And he goes, before you say it, and I know I've screwed this up a million times, I'm in love with you. And then she says, yes, she's in love with him. And then he pulls a $5 bill out of the back of his pocket. Which he had then, earlier in this episode, had gotten out of the douchebag jar. And this goes back to the very first the fucking tip, episode. Yeah, the the, the, the first episode jar. of the show, when Schmidt first meets Cece, they cut away. They don't show what Schmidt says. They just go jar. Yeah. And they go back to it. And, well, Cece goes, oh boy, you're going to say something stupid, aren't you? And they pan back to that first season. And he says, I'm going to marry you someday, girl. And then they pan back to now, and he's down on one knee. He fucking proposes. She says yes. I cry like a baby. It's all fucking Fuck beautiful. And I can't wait. Uh, and then the next season, this wedding, to follow up that proposal and maintain that level of emotional stakes for me was going to be difficult. Because as Eric just mentioned, sometimes a proposal's so good, Jim and Pam, that it can make the wedding feel less special because the the emotional beat maybe doesn't hit quite as well as the proposal. That's actually uh, part of my where I didn't get Robin and Barney in my top ten was their proposal is so much more special to me than their wedding. Oh, yeah. When I think about them as a couple specifically. It was a good proposal. The Robin. The Robin. Iconic proposal. Iconic playbook. Iconic playbook. So the back to the wedding. I'm sorry. One more time. I keep going on tangents. <laughs> Schmidt and Cece. Schmidt sees how sad Cece is that her mother's not about to isn't going to be attending her wedding because she had met Schmidt, didn't approve, had always wanted Cece to marry an Indian man. Basically says, "No, I'm not coming to your wedding. I don't approve." Um, Schmidt bounces to Oregon where Jess and Cece grew up to try to go convince her mother in person to come to the wedding. The morning of the wedding, slash like late night the night before. He leaves like overnight on a red eye, basically. The They're night in New York, the right? They're in LA. Oh, okay. That, oh, that's right. Okay. They're in LA. He decides he's going to fly to Portland, try to convince the mother to come, and fly back before the ceremony. He gets stuck in the plane on the tarmac in LA. They never fucking leave. It becomes this whole escalating thing all episode. And then Cece's mother shows up there. He's been leaving her voicemails every day about why Cece's amazing and why she's the perfect woman and she's the best person he's ever known. Every day for a year, he leaves the, her uh, Cece's mother these voicemails. 
And she shows up and she's like, I'm so happy you're marrying this man and you have someone that loves you this much. Wonderful. She's there. Now Schmidt's not. Yeah. So they decide to just, he's like, have the, have the party anyway. We'll get married at a courthouse or something. It's fine. Even though he's the one that was most gung-ho about the wedding. He likes planning events and he's all into this type of stuff. He's Schmidt. But he loves her more. So he's like, throw the party. We already spent the money. And they keep him on like a Zoom on an iPad and do all the dances and do the ceremony with the big event. And then cut to him arriving at the loft at 3 a.m. or so. It's implied to be super duper late. He's exhausted. He looks like he's just been on a plane in a tuxedo all day because he has been. Yeah. And he's greeted by Nick Miller and co. at the door as the elevator opens. Or as the elevator opens, greeted at the elevator by them in their suits, nicely pulled together. Mm. Tucked out to the max. Um just looking sharp as can be, and they've got toothbrush, deodorant, and some things for him. And they said, we got to get you ready. And he goes, what do you mean? Cut to Sinebose, the artist, the song Still, starts playing. The song's fucking beautiful. I'll underlay it here. I was just thinking the same thing. I'm going to underlay it right here. Um, and they have this beautiful ceremony in the loft, the primary setting of the show. And... The parents are there, and it's just this like lovely, the gang, and direct family only, yeah. intimate ceremony, and it's just waterworks for me, yet again. Yeah. Oh, it, I could see it. Oh, boy. It's, it's, this, it was almost number one. This was very close to being number one for me. This was a really hard decision between two and one for me. Hmm. Okay. That's a good one, man. I'm gonna. I can't wait. I'm gonna have to catch up on. What this season show. are you in again? Um. So I've I've watched up in two, maybe two or three, but I haven't watched it in so long mm. that I restarted. Nice. So yeah. I'm on season one. Nice. Yeah. Delightful. All right. You had this lower. I had this at number two. Can you guess what it is? Oh God. Which yeah. Which thing did I have? Lower? Leslie and Ben. Oh yeah. Yep. Leslie and Ben Go is my numero dos. Um. I I love this episode because you didn't know it was going to be a wedding at the beginning of the episode. Sure didn't. It is an impromptu wedding. They were getting everything set up for this gallery um, to raise money for... Was it the Heritage Festival or was it the... It's, raise, it's raising money for the Heritage Festival. Are we no. sure? No, because the Heritage Festival was before they got together. Yeah. It was raising money for... Oh, the park. The oh, pit. Yeah, yeah, for the park. Okay, yeah. They're trying to beat the Punchburger offer. That's right. Punchburger, <laughs> fucking Punchburger. Because they're, they're able to get their greasy lard yeah. bombs. Tom has the epiphany to for the uh, auction epiphany. event to get all the other fast food restaurants in town to donate their services. Yeah. So another Punchburger doesn't get built. Yep. And and so they're at this gallery. They just did all this work to get it. Ron went on TV. Beautiful black tie event. Beautiful black tie event. Everybody's dressed to the nines. And then Ben all of a sudden just turns to Leslie and he goes, "Let's get married tonight." Like we, everybody's dressed up. You said you wanted the whole town at the wedding. Let's do it. Let's get married. So, as soon as he says that, there she's in. They go through all this stuff to try to get. They turn their ready. backs on each other immediately. Stop looking at each other. Yeah, they do everything they can to get everything set up for this wedding that's probably happening in an hour. Magically, there's a dress made by uh, Anne. Uh, Anne Perkins has a funny quote about friendship at that moment where she's like, being friends with Leslie the past handful of years has all been a test or has all been training and tonight's the, t- tonight's the exam yeah. and I'm ready for it. And then you have Ron breaking off uh, a light fixture from Anne's house to make a ring. Um, it, 
People was, who buy things are suckers. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, but um, I loved the impromptu wedding. I was rooting for Ben and Leslie since like the first inkling of their potential. Thing. Oh yeah. Um, Talk about electric chemistry. Those two. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And what is it? What is this? Um, oh yeah. And that's what I was just gonna say. Their chemistry is is fantastic. And while. The wedding may not have been the best part of that episode. I think my favorite part of that episode is how everybody just, the heart of the show came alive and everybody rallied behind Leslie because she does do, I'm hitting stuff. She does do so much for everybody else and is so selfless that everybody drops whatever they can, drops everything to do anything for her. The smartest thing the Parks and Rec writers ever did was in the gap between season one and season two realizing that Leslie Nope can't be another Michael Scott who everyone doesn't like respect and thinks is a lunatic. Yeah. Leslie Nope needs to be a lunatic, but a lunatic who everybody fucking loves and yeah. respects. Yep. And that was the biggest change that Parks and Rec made. That it was took for it, the like, best. It's by far for the best because yeah. it creates all these moments like you're talking about because she would do anything for all of these people. Oh, yeah. And she has. Fucking, and has repeatedly. Yeah. But yeah, it's the moments like this or when she decides she's running for city council and the uh, political people bail on her so she needs to run her own campaign and they band around her then. It's all these little moments that you see that crew band together that make this show so good. Um, also, you get the Jeremy Jam breaking up the initial ceremony in there with the stink bombs. That's what I was just going to say. The Jeremy Jam part is is another great addition. He's one of the funniest TV foils he ever. He is my, one of my favorite characters in that show. He's so just funny. In, his comedic he timing. He just got jammed. He just got jammed. He's like self-jammed. The, one of my favorite things from Jam is when he comes up. I think they're at... They're at one of one of these events outside, and it was when Leslie's trying to get other people to come with her to Chicago to work for the national. They're at the Unity concert. The Unity concert, okay, yeah. And then Jeremy Jam comes up. He's like, "All right, come to my recession rally. We're we're gonna have some rock." He's like, "You know the guy? You know what was it? Some shitty band from uh, Warrant? Warrant? He's like it's Warrant. He's like, you know Warrant? We got the guy who plays in the cover band's brother." And he's like, bring your poison. He's like, what's that? He's like, just general rock, man. Just general rock. General rock. <laughs> uh, I also like his fucking, uh, the, the episode where he's cooking Leslie eggs on his <laughs> His hibachi grill. His hibachi grill and he's just making scrambled eggs with he's chopsticks. He's like, I'll make you a traditional a Japanese a breakfast. <laughs> it's just fucking <laughs> scrambled eggs on a flat top grill. Yeah. Yeah, but he, getting him getting punched by Ron is, is amazing. And yep. I just loved that episode. And that as and a, yet another moment where the gang bands together. So fucking Ron gets arrested for punching Jam in the face. Yep. Leslie uh, goes and bails Ron out. And uh, they're back in City Hall. And she like thanks Ron. And then Ron says a few very nice things in a row to her. Mm-hmm. Which is very uncharacteristic of Ron. But very beautiful and deserving his because wedding of their present. friendship. And then he puts out his arm in a way as though to escort her, as he was about to do and was in progress of doing at her oh, wedding yeah. mere hours before. I forgot and about And she this looks part. at him and goes, what are you doing, weirdo? Oh, they're in City Hall right now, by They're the way. in City Hall. Yeah. And he goes, take a walk with me. And they turn the corner, and there's candles, and you got Donna singing fucking opera, 
and it's a beautiful ceremony in her favorite place in the world, the Parks Department of yeah. Pawnee, Indiana. And they get married at the Parks Department. I think Jerry was the Jerry and Tom both do the tag team. Yeah, because Jer- Jerry uh, Jerry can do it legally. Tom can't. So yeah. Tom's like try. Tom's like Tom has a panic right before everything I wrote is all wrong. What do I do? There's like thirty minutes of hitch jokes. Jerry's <laughs> <laughs> just so like good. just speak from the heart, buddy. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's yeah. one of my favorites. It's, it's not, not my true. number one though. Yeah. I want to know what your number one is because I really want to get to mine. Yeah, I'm fascinated what your number one is because yeah, I don't even have a guess right now. Uh, the only thing like I thought maybe a Big Bang Theory thing at first, just because I'm not mm. that versed in that show, it's going to be something weirder. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. My number one, you had this higher. Okay. Or you had this lower. Oh, Andy and April. Oh, okay. That is a good one. Yeah. Andy and April's my number one because of the combination of I didn't see it coming at all. Nobody did because it was impromptu. It's weird as all shit. Amazingly weird. And still makes me fucking cry like a baby. Every time. It's so adorable. Yeah. Uh, the, and you have Leslie trying to stop on the whole episode. There's two particular beats that make me cry within all of it. And one is the look on Andy's face as he's like, <laughs> sees April coming towards him. Yeah. I'm like, that dude's just so in love. Like, it's yeah. so well played. Yeah. And the other one is like during his speech when he's talking about like, and if anyone even tries to hurt you, I'm getting mad. Just think about it. And he's just she's like, it's okay, I'll, man. I'll punch that. I'll yeah. punch this guy. Yeah, I'll the, punch that guy. I don't care. I'll punch la- that kid. Yeah. It's the lady who is doing their, or the, not yeah. eulogy, doing their, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing their eulogy. Yeah. Because they're dead. Yeah, it's a dead wedding. Janet Snakehole. That's a, that's what me and Amanda might be for Halloween, by the way. Oh, nice. That's Bert a classic. Macklin and Janet Snakehole. Oh, that's a quality yeah. couple costume. That's a quality one. Yeah, I'm uh, being Ted Lasso this year for Halloween. Hell yeah. I already have the fucking. I just got my visor. You got the mustache. I mean, yeah, I've got the mustache. I'm gonna get rid of my chops. I just got the white visor and the Richmond track jacket. Nice. And I was wear khakis and shoes. But, hell yeah. But I and I'm see also gonna get. I also want to get a pink uh, box like he gets for the boss biscuits. For oh, the, the boss. biscuits. Yeah. And just get around and just offer people biscuits. There you go. That'd be a fun bit. It would be great. But. Yeah, that's my number one. This episode's wonderful. All the side stories are great. Like he mentioned, Leslie's yeah. run, running around trying to... Like, they're dumb kids. This is, they shouldn't do this. Yeah. And meanwhile, Ron, being a person who's older, wiser, and has done things dumb in the romantic sense, because they're dumb kids. If they want to break up later, they'll break up later, and they'll both be fine. Yeah, and meanwhile, Anne is at a, like, a speed dating thing, like trying to get a date, and then she gets a call from Leslie that they're going to get married. And Donna's pretty much like, why do you care? You guys broke up. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah, and that begins uh, Anne's phase of self-discovery. Yep. Uh, first through dating several men and adapting all their personalities. Mm-hmm. And then realizing about herself that she'd always been doing that. And being like, I'm going to try to become authentic And Anne. I'm going to date myself. Yeah, and that's, uh, and that's when she reaches the point where so much in life people have to reach certain points in their own growth and self-love and self-care that they can get to a point where they can actually have a, a real chance at a romantic partnership with someone that's valid. Yep. And that that journey of Anne's is an interesting one in that show. And I like that story a bit. Yeah, it's good. It's a great episode. Great number one. Thank you. Yeah, great number one. I want to do a little bit of a weird one at number one. And this one is, is just, is, in my gut, it's just my favorite of the TV weddings that I've ever it's seen. It's good. Mine? Okay, you ready for my number I'm one? I'm ready, yeah. Okay, so I'm taking this back. Way back to when we were young. We were kids. Ready? Corey and Topanga. Oh, man! Corey Matthews and Topanga Lawrence. 
from Boy Meets World. Fuck yeah, man. Dude. Go off on him. Tell Ugh. me more. Tell me more. Because I, I don't I'm remember gonna, this episode well at all. It's been, I haven't watched Boy Meets World since my gonna, childhood. So I'm tell me more about it. a few little it. things about this episode that make it really good. So you get, the, you get a fight between uh, Sean and Corey because Sean is upset that things are going to change. He's not going to be his best friend anymore. Um, and then that kind of escalates into Sean giving an amazing best man speech where he's pretty much saying, life's going to go on. I'm not going to be your best friend anymore. She's going to be your best friend. We're going to be, we're going to move apart. She's your best friend now. And he's accepting that this whole time. He's handing her the reins. Dude. Like, you've got this now, Topanga. Yeah, and it's fucking amazing. Um, but before, like, before that, they get into this like heated argument. Uh, Corey calls him trailer trash, which he's poor. He grew up. He, this whole show is like about how he, Sean's arc, for the most part, is him trying to deal with you know being kind of like that lower stature, um, financial yeah. stand. And his dad, you know, his dad's a real piece of work, and he says that, and then Sean just kind of lunges at him. They start having kind of a fist fight, and. They sit down, they talk about it for a minute, and that part always gets me when I watch that. Um, but then you also have, like, Eric, his older brother. They're in this, like, really lavish venue, and apparently he conned his way into getting that venue. So at the end of the episode, like, this guy comes in, he's like, what's going on here? And he, like, gets mad, and then Eric's like, oh, we gotta go. And his dad's like, oh, this is about to get messy, isn't it? He's like, yep. <laughs> it's like, run! And they all run. <laughs> but... um there is a, in Corey's vows, I wrote this word for word because it's amazing. And it sums up everything. His entire vow was, quote, Ever since I was young, I never understood anything about the world. And I never understood anything that happened in my life. The only thing, I can't read my handwriting. The only thing that ever made sense was you and how I felt about you. That's all I've ever known. And that's enough. That's enough for me for the rest of my life, Topanga. Cute. Dude. Chills. Great vows. Good work, core. You did and then, good. And then he goes, and then in typical, like, switching up to comedy, he goes, so are we going to get married? She's like, she's like tearing up. She's like, yeah. He's like, good, because I got these rings. <laughs> but I, that show was like a huge part of like my childhood. Same. And I completely forgot about it. And then I watched, I was like looking up, I was doing research, I was looking, I was like, oh my god, I remember this episode. So good. And like rewatching it, and I was like, oh my god, I forgot how good this was. And so I had to put it number one for me. I respect it, man. And uh, yes, I would not have, I, I would have had to take a long time and just like sit down and look at a list of television shows. And you probably and, still like, wouldn't have I, gotten it. Yeah, I would if I would have thought to guess from this show, obviously this would be the wedding I'd guess, but I don't think I would have thought to guess from boy meets world yeah although the tgif references continue to come in strong here at after the laugh track yeah. we've had some sabrina the teenage witch discussion on a couple recordings we had a big family matters uh moment recently there's been we've had th some things going on oh, did you hear the family matters controversy no oh it's hilarious oh, I have to on, listen our, to it. on our second episode of after the laugh track uh that premiered the same day as our first it was Alex Bradley and I, and we were ranking our uh, favorite exes who didn't work out. Mm. And his number one was Stefan. Not Steve from Family Matters. Stefan. Oh. Uh, I'm going to have to go and, re and listen to that episode. It's really, you too. Everybody go back and listen to this stuff. second episode. Utter outlandish shenaniganry. Yeah. But 
very well executed by the hilarious Alex Bradley. I'll listen to it. Definitely, definitely going to listen to it. And that was my number one, man, Corey and Topanga. Nice, dude. A way to Beautiful end number one. Yeah. We did it, man. We uh, we cranked through our top ten wedding episodes and with some extras. You know, gave some bonus content to the peeps. To the peeps. You know, we love you guys so much for listening to another episode of After the Laugh Track. This is a fun thing we like doing. If you like listening to us, do it. Hit the five stars and the follows and the likes and the subscribes. Throw a comment up in that joint if you want to. Tell us what weddings we missed. Tell us whose list was better. Tell us which weddings we had ranked too high or too low. We want to hear from you. Give us your thoughts, your feelings. Also, make sure to find us on Twitter at After the Laugh Track, as well as on Instagram and the same handle at After the Laugh Track. And uh, check out the other fun schnizzle we're doing over here at Good Fun Media. If you're into sports, D2B2 Sports is a fun thing. If you're into Marvel topics, check out Morons of the Multiverse coming soon. And uh, Eric, got any closing thoughts? Tell the, Any feelings you'd like to get off your chest to the people at the end here? Yeah, go re-watch, re-watch Boy Meets World. Rewatch Boy Meets World. That's a good closing note to end on. And I'm going to end on the note of saying thanks for listening everybody make sure to keep tuning in every thursday here on after the laugh track catch morons of the multiverse dropping new episodes every wednesday and d2b2 sports dropping new episodes every friday thank you so much and you keep being awesome